0: Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes.
1: Hey, welcome to The Last Days Podcast. This is Dr. Todd Holmes. My beautiful wife, Katie Holmes, is here with me.
0: Great to be with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to... Be with us. We're excited to be doing this today.
1: Absolutely, we're really glad that you're listening, and we hope that you will pick up your electrical device—not electrical device, oh, well. electronic <laughs> device. Shock yourself. <laughs> no, your electronic device, and text your friends and other people that you would like to irritate and say, "Hey, you need to uh, listen to the last day's podcast right now. It just dropped," and so—and um, maybe it just dropped, you know, in your lap, but it's been out for. A few hours. Wow. But anyway, but we encourage you to uh, let other people know. Share this, please. Um, Copy-paste on social media. Get the word out. Do everything you can to help us out. That'd be a wonderful Christmas gift. We would love that. If you just let other people um, know what's going on. Amen. Yeah. So anyway, hey, we have been, I think the last four podcasts before this, we've been talking basically about raising last day's kids and um and then, you know, kind of things that you can you can do, confessions you can make over your children. Um and you know what? We've got some more. <laughs> um it's just like, you know, after you after you have a bunch of kids, that's all you can think of to talk about. No. Oh um, wow. We have
0: uh We haven't had that many kids. No, we haven't. Um We should have had more. Earlier now she in tells life. me. Okay.
1: <laughs> um so no, we we've, we <laughs>
0: maybe if we would have started when we were younger, we could, we could we would have, have at had least had, a had another. Girl. Yeah, well,
1: that would have been that would have been nice. Well, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, my I know what my mom said; Daddy's she'd a rather girl. have she'd rather have three boys than one girl. Well, um,
0: I, th- I think boys are, are simpler.
1: There's no drama too much with the boys. It's well, now, now, now. Later on. I don't know
0: if I'd necessarily In, say that, well, that there's no drama, but. Yeah, but it's are, different. They're a little. It's not emotional. They're just very simple. I, I feel like.
1: Thank you. Um, Feed
0: them, give them something to do, and love them.
1: Yeah, it does help, and uh, you know, and a ball to throw around. Yeah. And a car to race across the floors. Any, anyway, it's uh, we're we're talking about different things that maybe we have um, learned. In our parenting over the years. Some of it the very hard way. Yeah. So we've had littles. We don't anymore. And we now have teenagers in our house. Two teenagers in the house and one that has now stepped into the 20s and um, (laughs) who is not at home. And Bryce, if you're listening to the podcast, hello. And you can't offer anything because we don't have a microphone on you but that would be kind of cool we should bring him on maybe we should do that that'd be a really great thing And then when he's home for christmas oh, that'd blow our cruv, our cover um oh, so gosh. uh but anyway you know that would be a great idea mm-hmm. because uh that he'd give a wonderful perspective on that so uh get ready bryce um so we are we're talking about that and then and then alan is right before we're before stalking stalking right before we started talking that's kind of a combination <laughs> stalking word it's stalking that means started talking um <laughs> and so that's what stalkers are they're people who just want to talk um oh well anyway or not okay or yeah. look um or and show. so yeah okay. yeah Whatever. And so anyway, he was talking about maybe we should talk about transitioning. Uh, Not transitioning. That's kind of a weird thing to me. I'm not transitioning. We're coming out of the closet. (laughs) Hello, boys and girls. Uh, Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay.
0: That that podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. It's taken an entirely different direction. Uh, So I'm staying a woman.
1: Where we are. That's what
0: I'm saying. And please tell us you're staying a man. Thank you very
1: much. I'm just talking about transitioning from teens to adult children.
0: Growing up.
1: Growing up. That's a better word than transitioning, maybe.
0: Really have to pick your words, choose your words wisely these days.
1: So, all right. That's why I have a wife, to help me learn how to talk. Um, Oh, wow. Wives always do that. Maybe we should get into the marital stuff now, too.
0: (laughs) Wives are great at correcting, yes, that's true.
1: yeah, it's true. So, anyway, moving right along. Um, Some things we've learned about parents. Maybe we should... um, refresh everybody's memory
0: yes that that would be great so on the last podcast um we kind of ended with we had we had started um talking about three specific things that that we've learned through parenting just to make it a little bit um we've concise. learned more than
1: three things but we're just <laughs> just giving these to yeah, you yeah we, we wanted to... it takes long enough just for three things <laughs> well especially Think if we had rate. 50 things that we've learned in parenting this could be like the millennial bot broadcast
0: Oh wow. I'm just going to listen to that. Okay. Anyway, we just narrowed it down just to for something to be concise and then of course on each thing we have expounded quite a bit. But so we touched so number 1 was consistent unconditional love and discipline. So the importance of that, we talked about um, how, you know, discipline cannot be received if children do not know that you unconditionally love them. And of course, both things are demonstrated through consistency. We talked about the importance of boundaries and how those bring security actually. And so how you must have that. And they need to be boundaries that um, of course a boundary doesn't move. Like if you, if you put up a fence in your yard, it is not supposed to move over into the neighbor's yard, across H2. the street, or anything like that. It's actually supposed to stay in, in place. And so the same um, with boundaries within within our life. That doesn't mean that we're harsh or hard or we're never gracious or merciful or anything. Again, unconditional love, um, but the importance of that. And then number two, um, the point that we made there that we were not quite fully finished with, but it was about um, the importance of being real with in your family, with your kids, Um, for example, if you, you know, if you yell at them, you get frustrated, you get upset or whatever, that you actually go and apologize. You ask them to forgive you. You explain what you did wrong and why you shouldn't have done that. You own up to those things, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is a part of unconditionally loving as well. We talked about the importance of not being religious. Um, Some people have a hard time. It's like they're one person and one way in church. And then another way at home. Okay. Obviously we need to have a very consistent Christian lifestyle and we need to be real and to be true and your, your kids need to be able to see that. So we can't, you know, talk one way and tell them, okay, this is what you need to do and do as I say, not as I do. That doesn't work. Um, and, um, and also, you know, just, just how to kind of raise and train them as the Bible says in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, meaning that out of reverence and respect for our relationship with the lord and that we honor god in all ways in our lifestyle in the way that that we talk in our actions the purpose of our life how we spend our time all of those kind of things very practical things that that all comes out of actually the home and that you need to be able to make god's word and a christian lifestyle um real to them in a way where they can understand and realize it's actually just something that naturally flows out of your life so um church should not hopefully you don't go to like some religious church that's a super bummer okay and i'm just gonna say that some might
1: some might so what do they do if they do they
0: might okay well well you need to find another church i mean (laughs) i realize that there unfortunately there are a lot of areas there's not not churches
1: that really feed you um, spiritually like the like a move of the holy spirit so what are people going to be doing if they're so
0: obviously you can tune into um places online i'm not saying that means you don't go to church at all but i'm saying that you probably need some additional things in 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 your life that even your your family can can be a part of we are we um we Well, often even, obviously, we're, you know, Holy Ghost people, we're Word of God people. Um, We have an amazing church by the grace of God that people that are hungry for God and we have a move of the Holy Spirit. But even though we have all of that, we still, you know, our kids will um, still watch, you know, the River at Tampa Bay, the church that we come out of, of course, online. We do that as... Um, as well, or, you know, different ministers that, that are on track, obviously that their lives um, and their teaching um, is biblically sound and, and they have an understanding of the move of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's different things you can do like that. Um, Obviously, if you, as the parent, you hunger for God and you have an eternal perspective on um, why you do what you do, you have an understanding that, that our life here determines where we go, where we spend eternity, but also what our rewards are. That we we can't... We were created by our creator, first and foremost, to worship him. Secondly, to fulfill the purpose that he has for our life. And so that needs to be the foundation of our life. And of course, those are things that, that we teach our, to our children. So sometimes you know, it, it's things like, okay, this, this is why we don't do this. I mean, there's... Um, There's so many instances really now throughout even your daily life that you can teach your kids the good, yes, the good, the bad, the, you know, um, obviously at their understanding and their age level, you're going to be addressing different things. And of course, there's a lot going on within our culture and within our society. So it's very, 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 all the more important that you are bringing the word to them in a way that they can understand. Right. Of course, we've mentioned before, you know, um, I, when we were, when the boys were younger and um, we were homeschooling, we'll actually, um, with this next year, be going back to doing some more homeschooling, but currently they, um, the two that are still at home, they do go to a Christian school. So um, they, you know, ha- um, have, you know, chapel at school, they have some Bible reading that takes place each day through that, and then they have things at home that 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 we encourage and that they do you know through youth group and things like that so the word of god needs to come into our life and you need to find a way to put it into their life in varying forms and ways and again that's going to depend upon their their age when they were younger and we were homeschooling we had a devotional that we did together each morning and that was for boys And so it was interesting to them. They loved the stories in it. You know, it would talk about, you know, stinky things and snakes and, and, you know, alligators and, you know, things that were an interest to them and tie it into the word of God. Sure. So you can't think that with kids, you're going to stand up in your living room with a pulpit and read from the King James Version and give them a sermon and that they're going to think that is just awesome and amazing. They won't. So it's got to be um, it's gotta gotta fit them and um, it's it needs to be the Word of God, but it can come the Holy Spirit will help you actually in creative ways mm-hmm. to be able to teach all kinds of of different things even if you're on particular, you're focusing on particular subjects or you know things like that you know when, um, I remember, you know, when we were talking about with the with the boys teaching them, you know, just things about different, you know, like biblical stewardship and, and about, you know, tithing and, and giving. They've heard that all of their life. But, you know, when we would t- be teaching about finances and stuff, you know, I would go to the pantry and I would put little price tags on you know all of the the soup cans and the mac and cheese boxes, and you know throughout throughout um, you know a few things in the refrigerator and stuff like that. And and um, we would have some some money. Sometimes we used real money, um, real coins and dollars. Sometimes we started out with you know paper and and plastic monopoly money, monopoly money and stuff like that. And and actually little little coins that were replicates of you know dollar bills and and coins so they would you know kind of understand that um and we and they would go shopping and so we would set up store and we had a little cash register and you know you're teaching them them things about money and how how that works but you're also it's just a very natural thing to say okay so you got paid today because we'd have a payday and this is this is how much you got paid. So the first thing we do is we tithe. So let's talk about how much would your tithe be? And then, you know, we're going to, you know,
1: put we're going to save
0: this. Right. You know, and so, but I guess my point in that illustration was just that it was a very natural thing. Mm-hmm. It was part of our lifestyle that that's what we did. And then, of course, we didn't do that just in a play way. That was exactly what we what we did when, you know, they received money for different things or they would do, they wanted to earn some money. So let's, okay, I'm going to have some different things that I'm going to pay you to do. Now, when you do that, okay, now the first thing is, remember we have church coming on Sunday, but right now you're going to go ahead and take out and separate what is the tithe and do you have anything on your heart? You pray and ask the Holy Spirit what you should give for an offering and you know even as a very very young child 3 and 4 they will actually hear the voice of the Holy Spirit Absolutely. very clearly mm-hmm. telling them what they should do as as an offering. They nail it. And it's very it's, it's very very easy for them to hear from the Lord. So if they tell you as a young child, as a teen or whatever, no, this is what you know, the Lord has spoken to me about this. You need to take that seriously. Very much. Don't don't act like, oh, you couldn't hear from God. No, they actually hear much clearer and easier than most adults would ever hear. I remember one the time. Simplicity
1: about their hearts. Right. Right. They're not corrupted.
0: Right. And I think, you know, that's that's our job even as as a parent that um <clears throat> You know, we, we, we cover them in that way and that we, we actually encourage that. So we would tell them, oh, that's so awesome that, that God spoke to you. I, I, you know, I'm so proud of you that, you know, you listen and you want to hear from him and that you are obedient and that you follow that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, um, one of the, you know, one of the little points here, you know, that, um, that we, we shelter our children without hiding them away if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Cause I see extremes and so with some Christians, it's like out, out of they they parent out of fear. fear. Yeah. And so therefore they want to just hide their kid away forever because we live in this terrible world. And the thing is, is that, and we've talked, we've hit on this a little bit through a different, one of the other sessions in the, in this series that throughout all of the centuries, every decade, has had different challenges of why it's a terrible time in their view to raise kids. It's, you know, yes, there are, there are certain challenges that, that I think, man, I, I didn't have to deal with that growing up, but then there's other things that they don't have to deal with that I did have to deal with. Sure. So, um, but yet again, nothing that we do should be based out of fear. In other words, well, oh, it's, you know, it's terrible, so, in, and school is terrible, so I'm never gonna send them to school. Okay, the, there are reasons, you know, I believe that homeschooling is the very best, but I'm not going to homeschool out of fear because I'm coming from the right perspective and if wrong perspective. And if you're in fear, you're not in faith. And our lifestyle is that of faith as a Christian. So if you have fear, you need to take authority over that because that's a spirit that comes against you. Secondly, you need to get in the word of God. You need to ask the Lord to help you and you need to get in faith. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I see parents that, that will even just go, oh, my gosh, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You're going to get hit by a car. Oh, my gosh, you you, you can't play football. You're going to break every bone in your body. Okay, you cannot. You're, not only are you in fear, but you're speaking terribly, terrible, negative things that, that,
1: your kids. Right, yeah.
0: that set them up to then be a very fearful child, which is terrible when you see that.
1: Yeah, and then it gets passed down and passed down passed down generation of generation being raised in fear instead of by faith
0: yeah and then all their actions then are dictated by if they feel scared or or they they instead of instead of even later on following after what god's word says or what the holy spirit speaks to them their default is they like, go oh my gosh but but what what bad might happen Oh, and, and it's even like this, like the Lord blesses them and, they, and they're like, oh, oh gosh, the Lord must be blessed me because my car is going to break down next week. Or he's, he's giving me this money ahead of time because I, I'm really going to need it. I mean, I'm not going to have, you know, I'm going to have all these extra bills or something bad is going to going to go on. And so so that's why he's giving me this. You know what I mean? They, they can never actually just receive in an amazing way from the Lord and actually go from glory to glory. It, it'll yeah. affect their spiritual life. It'll affect their, it, excuse me. It will um, impact their, their, their the way they view their finances. Um, even if they can receive healing or not. I mean, everything.
1: Amen. Because they, they don't, they don't believe the word. I mean, you you can only parent by the word if you know the word.
0: Oh, so true.
1: And and so if you don't, if you don't have a good grasp of the word of God in your life and personally ordering your life because of the word and, and, and fear of course is not, the Bible doesn't teach you any in any way whatsoever to fear. But a lot of people do that. And you were just talking about the finances, you know, where, you know, you get blessed and, Oh my gosh, you know, probably God's, you know, giving me this because something terrible is going to happen and everything like this. I mean, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread Mm -hmm. every day. There's going to be provision coming. in. Yes. And so if you know every day there's provision coming in, why do you fear tomorrow? Why do you fear what's going to come in? Your heavenly father knows what you have need of. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't give my kids um, food today and say, kids, feed up, eat up today, because next week there might be a day when I forget to feed you. Right, and so you're going to need to eat more today, um, <laughs> oh, or you know, enjoy the spaghetti because there might not be tacos next week on Tuesday. <laughs> um, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. Our heavenly Father, He's a good Father, and and you have to teach your children that you know what. Um, as our days are, so shall our strength be. As our needs are, so will we experience provision. Right. Every day, we're going to have exactly what we need. And, and there's times where, as you are part of the kingdom of God, you realize it's more than just what you need every oh, day. Oh, yes, so much and, more. And why do we do that? Most of the time, your overages is to be a blessing. So yeah. you can be a blessing, but people get into a hoarding mindset, and you have to teach your children how to be a blessing, teach your children how to be servants, yes. how to be able to find somebody else that can that can be blessed, because this is how the blessing comes every day. Because if you have need, somebody else. God works it through other people. You don't just wake up and you know it's not Old Testament. You wake up and there's manna on the ground, right? Or quails falling out of the sky, right? Um, he uses he uses each other in the body of Christ to to bless us, right. and if we will get in that um, that circulation here. Yeah, the
0: cycle of be, blessing.
1: Amen. And learn how to be a blessing so that you can receive blessings. Then you're going to learn there's no fear in living. Right. There's no fear in in getting, you know, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to get by. Sure you are. Now you take yourself out of circulation and so if you are parents and you teach your children well, it's not really important to go to church today because we don't feel like it. Well, what if somebody else at church needs to hear what you have? What if somebody else needs to see your smile? What -hmm. if God might speak to you and say, hey, can you bless that person with 20 bucks today? Um, Whatever it might be, a word of encouragement because it's all about us. and, And actually, the body of Christ isn't all about us. And we as parents, we have to train our children in these ways. We don't just go to church just because we feel like it. We, do it, we go because this is necessary, and we're a part of the body of Christ. What happens when your foot doesn't show up and you need to walk? Your foot goes to sleep. It's just like I'm on break. You're going to fall on your face, okay, because it sets everything off with your body. And then your body is slowed down because your foot has to wake up. And the thing is, is that so many Christians in the church are asleep, and you teach your children to sleep also spiritually, mm-hmm. instead of them for to be a, a be alive and to be awake and not woke, but to be awake and to um, to be aware of what's going on. These are things that all need to be taught in the home by the parents. It right. shouldn't be, oh, well, you know, my preacher never preached on that. Uh, around here in Tennessee, I hear that all the time. People always <laughs> asking me, well, how come I never heard that from my preacher? I was like, I have no idea, you know, because they don't preach the whole Bible, I guess. But some things, honestly, don't have to be taught from the pulpit. They should just be taught by Christian parents right? who, who know, hey, I need to pass these things along to my children, this is this is how to live a godly life. This is how to have a godly family. And 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 so, you know, my wife was talking about being consistent and unconditional love and discipline and being real and apologizing and, and not being religious and all of these things. But but you have to teach your children truth at all times. Find opportunities to teach truth as you're driving down the road with them in the car, find opportunities. Don't let it just be total silence in the car.
0: Right.
1: And that happens a lot. I know. And, you know, maybe on the way to school, you know, you're tired. I don't feel like talking to everything like that, but, 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 but find, um, find ways you have to stir yourself up though. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes kids when going through some stages, they're just kind of quiet. Right. Pull them out of that Mm -hmm. just uh, because they're a captive audience when they're in the car and if they're not being chewed out and yelled at and berated because they didn't do something or get their homework done or whatever, you know, most of the time, if you are creative and you, you have half a brain, you can engage somebody in conversation about whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. lo! Well, look at, look at this, look at that thing over there. Wonder why those people did that. Um, but then teach concepts from the Word of God, and you've got to pull pull that out of you again. You can't parent by the Word if you don't know the Word. So get in the Word of God. Get commit the Word of God to memory so it can flow out of you, because your children need that. These we're talking about raising last day's kids, and if we ever had a generation that is deficient in the Word of God, it's this generation coming up for sure. Because we've had we've had some uh, a few generations of parents. Who as they they haven't taught the word like they needed to. They haven't been the examples, they haven't let it flow in their homes. They've been real good at telling their kids, shut up and stop that and get out of my way and and you know, don't don't do that, stop doing this. Yeah, what an idiot you are, what a failure, what a jerk. Instead of building them up and speaking the word of God over them and to them and giving them instruction by the word of God how to be productive how to how to be creative how to learn that God has given them a wonderful powerful mind that they are absolutely incredible that they are blessed of the Lord point out the blessings of the Lord upon your lives as you're tucking your kids in at night and you know into bed and you know giving them a kiss good night talk about how wonderful it is oh do you realize how blessed you are to have have the room that you have and the bed that you're sleeping in and to be able to you know have some some cozy jama, pajamas that you're that you're wearing to bed and and uh, how blessed you are my wife and I we've traveled many places in the world we've seen we've seen the conditions that that some people have to live in and um and 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 some of that is passed on also and some of that's by choice some of that's by ignorance some of it's just because of the curse of the enemy um because of what um nations have allowed in but tell your children how blessed they are point it out mm. to them because if you don't point out the good it just it's it's oblivious to them they just right. think they they grow up um with okay here's something but it's it's kind of the truth To they grow up with a privileged mindset singing entitled like a, entitled sorry mm-hmm. entitled mindset Thinking that well, this is just the way everything is always, and it'll just continue on this way. No, no, no. This is the blessing of the Lord, and the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You're not going to bed crying because you didn't get any food right. because because of lack. No, you're you 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 got a, a tummy full of food. You're good. Um, you're, you're healthy. You're strong. You've got a a wonderful room. You've got a bed to sleep in. You've got a you know cozy whatever that you're. That you're snuggling with, a little doll or whatever your little kids might have. Hopefully, it's not your teenagers. But mm-hmm. anyway, but the thing is, is that so many things that if we would point out the good yes. and point out the blessing of the Lord, let the children see, I am blessed of the Lord. And then let you will know they've got it when it starts coming out of their mouth. Right? You'll say, wow, you know, I, I'm so blessed. You know, God, God did this for me. God did this. Talk to them about the favor of the Lord. Talk yes. to them how to expect it in their schools. As you're praying for them, as they're going to school, uh, pray things so that they expect to see the supernatural and and the blessing of the Lord and the favor with their with their peers, favor with their their instructors, favor with the administration, things that you know others like may never expect. Your children's eyes should be opened because of the word of God that they know it adds an an incredible dimension to their lives. But this is the parent's responsibility. Right. This is how this is how we parent Last days children.
0: Right. Making
1: them aware God is always with us. Right. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. You're never going to hear something out of mom and dad's mouth that causes you to be discouraged about whether God would ever be God for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, let them hear faith. Yes. Let them let them see that you know you go from faith to faith. And that you're speaking the word about your situation. Don't don't talk lack in front of your kids. Don't talk um, fear in front of your kids. Right. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God to them, and watch them grow in the things of the Lord.
0: Right, that your kids have to experience the reality of God, because unfortunately what parents sometimes will do because they're they're more religious or they don't have an understanding of how real the lord is it's they they have an understanding of maybe what it is to to be saved but they actually not to really have any type of real like fellowship with the lord or a deep relationship with the lord and of course he's got to be real to you before he can be, be real through you but you've got to get your kids in the presence of God.
1: Yes, you do. You've got to
0: get them Keep experiencing them the fire of God. And I'll have to say that that one thing that we have definitely learned um, is that the the vast importance, like I, I cannot state this strongly enough, of getting your kids in the presence of God, allowing the fire of God to touch them, allow them and encourage them to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Because see, when they experience all that and the goodness of God, the overwhelming goodness of God, why would they want to go out and, and, and try alcohol? Why would they want to go out and and do the things of the world, the debauchery of the world when they experience the real thing? You get people experiencing the real thing and then they don't want The the counterfeit. That's right. It's like, you know, the difference of like once you actually, and hopefully you've made the switch if you haven't, you need to do it now. But once you actually start eating real butter, you cannot go to go to what is it country Plastic. country crock or whatever like what a crock it is a you croc. know if you can't go back to margarine you're just like uh, get no that stuff out of, out of here i cannot even handle that i need the real butter you 100%. know this kind of the same thing if you like you have mayonnaise you cannot go back to miracle whip oh <laughs> my gosh that stuff's nasty <laughs> that was if you so like I yeah was raised with it uh oh i was gosh. too and then i had mayonnaise and i was like oh my gosh they've been holding out on me my so my whole free. life what in the world if you like Miracle Whip, sorry about that. Mayonnaise is the real deal. But
1: we'll pray for your mind yeah. <laughs> and your taste buds.
0: But there's many there's many things. You know, I remember um, our, our kids. Of course, were raised in revival type services. They're raised in Holy Ghost services, not just, and I don't mean just revival meetings, but we have, you know, our lives are radically touched by the move of the Holy Ghost, and of course, Absolutely. we because we were touched and changed in that, we minister out of that, mm-hmm. but then as, as um, you know, most of our listeners are probably aware, of course, for um, well, we were based out of the church in the River of Tampa Bay before, our ministry was before we came on staff, so we were there a total of 15 years, and that's, that's that, those were the major years that our kids were being raised in. That so a lot of late services, a lot of longer services, early a lot services, of, yeah, early services, early morning hours we services. Get out. Um, and of course, the Lord will give you wisdom, and He'll bring help also if you pray and ask Him to to make some of those things work. We had to learn to do that. But let me just say that I I can tell you this. And this would be just, you know, when you go through some things and you can then, then as time goes by, you can look back and see, you really see it becomes very clear what worked and what didn't work. Okay. So. I remember sometimes being very stretched as a mother because you got three young kids and like, how do you juggle all this? And, and, you know, the late services, but knowing it was also important, you know, that they were in, they were in a Holy Ghost church where they spoke the word of God. And, and so like, okay, Holy Spirit, you're going to help me. We're, you know, you're going to, you're going to make this all work for us. And it took a lot of work on our part as well, you know, just to, to, to keep the family, you know, running smooth. And then the Lord, you know, blessed us and provided someone that would also be able to, you know, help us with those kind of things as Mm -hmm. as the lord is is so gracious to do when we when we ask him and believe in faith but i remember different parents and and that had kids that would are in the kids church and different things like that and you know after a while they began to complain about long services or or just like oh you know i just can't do this this is too much or whatever and i you know i wanted to Say to them, and then I was able to to some of them. Let's, I realize that short term, this looks like a big sacrifice, and maybe it is, but look at what is being sown into your children, look at the opportunities that they have, and in the long run, this is so going to pay off for you. And I have to say, the difference. That it makes that I can see now, not just from our kids, but for other families, for those who kept their kids in the fire of God. Yes, the the differences are astounding. From those who then just go and just like, well, you know, they 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 need to be in bed every night at eight o'clock, and so therefore, well, we just can't go to any special services then. Yeah. Again. I realize what it's like when you've got small kids. I remember when we would be in weeks of of revival meetings, and of course it, it of course it becomes easier when you can homeschool because your your schedule's more adjustable. But I do remember this. But we so had, there were times but we
1: still had because even though we were homeschooling, we'd still bring our kids because we we, we were at the working, church, right. and so the kids had, had to had be to there go, at yeah. a certain time, just like right. regular school. But we they were in control that of the curriculum. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and, I, and I remember then the Lord helping us because I said, Lord, how do I do this? Because, of course, I can't just wear my kids out. I can't just them end up just being sick because they don't get enough sleep. You know, there are things that, that, that kids need. You can't just be, like, dragging them all over the place and just, you know, up all the time. They don't get any sleep, so then their their behavior is bad, their health isn't good, and then you're wanting to them, when they act out, to, you know, just spank them all the time. But part of the problem is, is you don't actually give them in the other areas what they need, right? And so I just began to, you know, pray and say, Holy Spirit, how do we do this? And the Lord gave us a plan and gave us someone who could help with the care of the children. And so when we would be in longer services, you know, every other night, the kids actually stayed home and went to bed early. And then on the opposite night, they came to, they came to church and they were up later and and you know the Lord said, you know, when before you get ready to to leave the church, put their pajamas on them. Of course, this took more organization on my part. Give them their snacks. so beforehand, you know, you had, you had their diapers packed and their pajamas packed and their snacks packed, and of course, you know, you different things like that to help you. So then, when we got when we got home, it was a quick brush your teeth and and, and you know yep. you just get right tucked in bed. into bed. Um, so there's different things like that, organization. but and mean, you can say, well, okay, that that illustration totally doesn't apply to me and other people they'd be like oh wow that's very helpful to me but here's going to be my point in all of it you have the greatest teacher on earth on the inside of you if you're born again, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I can look back and the Holy Spirit, I remember one time, you know, praying about different things, like, well, how do I, you know, behavior-wise with each, you know, because each child's a little bit different. And the Word tells us us to raise them according to their bent. In other words, you got to work with their personality. you got to work with their strengths and weaknesses. We have the same rules, but how we approach them and approach things, it it can, it can be different the way that you handle them. And again, this takes you being connected to the Holy Spirit yeah, and, and letting the love of God flow out of you, not you screaming at them or, or, you know, it's midnight and you're got home and everybody is like, you know, so tired and exhausted. That's not the time that you start making all the behavioral corrections. Okay. Everybody's tired. You, you got to find a different time for that. Okay. So there's things like that but I, I remember you know praying about something and, the, and 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 just feeling i didn't have a thus saith the lord from the holy spirit i just kind of had a feeling of what to do like okay this is what i do or just approach that or, or just you know, and just encourage, just really spend time loving on the child, encourage them, and and explain to them the Holy Spirit gave me a download. Like they're actually having a rough time. You think as a parent, it's all on you and it's a rough time. No, they're having a rough time right now. Just love them, love them exactly where they're at, and you know everything began to turn around. So there's different ways that you approach different situations, but the Holy Spirit will help you. And I remember just being amazed at the results. And it was later on that I was talking with another more experienced mother and asking her about a situation, like how would you handle this type of thing or whatever, you know the answer she gave me that she had learned through a book and stuff was the exact same thing that the Holy Spirit had told me to do. So the Holy Spirit knows where you're at. He knows everything that you don't even know. And he will help you in situations. Now I was also... Um, and part of it was because my interest was there as well, but I was also diligent to to read and, and study books like we've talked about in previous things. So I did my part. We prayed together. We still, my husband and I pray together many times about the boys, about different situations, oh, yeah. about family time, all kinds of things so that there's unity and there's power in prayer. Our prayers get answered when we pray together in faith. Mm-hmm. And if you're a single parent, God will give you, if you don't already have somebody else that you can hook up and pray with you know it's a a great friend maybe it's your mother or your aunt or another relative maybe it's it's you know an associate pastor or pastor another leader or whatever someone that can really agree with you in faith the lord will provide that if you don't already have that to be able to help you because the holy spirit i mean this remember this is god's plan from the foundation of time that we would be Excuse me, married that we would we would raise and we would um, be productive and we would raise a godly family and every blessing flows out of that to our society to one another everything and so the the Holy Spirit will help you because this is this is the plan of heaven and so no matter if a situation looks hopeless no matter you might say well you know my kid's already thirteen so there's nothing I can do oh no that's baloney. You you get faith activated. You get some some help. There might be some more, um, you know, outside help that that you need that can you know advise you and and just you know give give you understanding in areas and things yep. like that of the changes that you need to make. And you know sometimes we got to sit down with our kids and have some very real conversations. Like, listen, as a parent, I've made mistakes. You as a child or a teen, you've also made made mistakes. But you know what? Even though we may not have a lot of time left together in the home, let's make it the very best that we can because God loves us and God wants the very best for us. And I've found this, that a lot of times, you know, my my kids, they'll even ask and believe for bigger things than I even would myself. They can challenge you in that because they will easily believe God when you have sowed into them about the goodness Amen. of God Amen. and that God loves them so much. And, you know, we pray blessing over our children. You know, and I remember not too long ago, one of them was, was going through, you know, a challenging time. They're real frustrated about, you know, some different things and tired and everything. And, and, you know, there was a moment when I could have said, well, you didn't do this right, and, you, and this needs to be done, and, well, if you, you know, if you'd stop procrastinating, if, it, you know, and were all the, those things true? Yes, they were. But I had to say, Holy Spirit, help me right now to minister to my child. Help me to, to say the things that you would want said right now. And sometimes the first thing you got to do is just start praying. And I said, honey, you know what? Let's just pray because God loves you so much and he knows what you're going through. And do you know that in any situation in life, whether you're at school, whether you're, you know, out by yourself, whether you're you're upset or you're hurt or you're frustrated or you're at home or whatever, you know, the Holy Spirit's your best friend. And you can actually just, just talk to him just like you talk to me. You know, you teach your kids like this. You teach them what prayer is. Yeah. Prayer is not about some religious word. It's it's you're out of your heart, you're connecting with God. Yes, yeah, so you're you're talking with him. And I said, the Holy Spirit will come and help you and let let me pray with you right now. So we prayed together, you know, gave him a hug and a kiss. And then we were able to to talk about some things. And I said, honey, how can I help you? What what would be the best thing that you can do right now? and you know we've had the the reverse kind of conversations when one of them's been in trouble and you know we've 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 said to, to them well so um what do you actually now these are not conversations you have when they're 2 and 3 years old okay i'm talking about uh, from the aspect of teenagers right yep. of you know okay so so what do you, what do you think is a is a fit punishment for this or a fit consequence because you've got to teach your children that for each one of us, we each independently, we live with the consequences of our decisions. Yep. Okay, There are consequences. It's not real life to bail your kids out of every situation. You actually need to give them room to fail. It's okay. You're there. True. They need to learn how to fail while they're still at home. They need to learn how, what, what do they do with a broken relationship when they're still at home? You know, they're, 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 they are they're got in a fight with their friend or later if you allow them to date. How, how, to, how does that work? you know, for us, I'll just say this, I never intended to say this, but I'll just say this real quick, you know, even the whole dating thing, the perspective of the Christian parent is all over the perspective from, you don't even, we don't even dare call it dating, we would call it courting, okay, whatever, and that's fine, if, if you know, whatever you want to do, they're your kids, um, we just encourage you to follow the word of God, but for us, and, and again, I'm not telling you what to do, again, this is very much our opinion, this is what we prayed about, Um for our child, our oldest one, when, when Bryce was still at home, we actually felt it was important that we allowed, he, he wanted to date, and we felt it was important that we allowed him to do that while he was still at home so that we could be the covering, so that we could help him through situations. So that always we can... be in the
1: back seat. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just kidding. Just had to throw that in there.
0: Right. Lighten it up a bit there. Yeah. Um, so that we could be there to just help him navigate some things. I, you know, cause we did not want him going away to college, not having clue one or how you work through any of these kind of things. And then he's, you know, halfway across the country, things are going on that we have no idea and we have no input into his life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to just say this. I wasn't raised, you know, in, in a Christian home. Um, so my parents definitely had rules and boundaries. Um, but it you know wasn't as definitely wasn't as, as strict or based upon the word of God as others and as it, as it could and should have been. So, but I remember going away to college, and I remember even though I, I remember seeing, um, yeah, I lived in a dorm. I remember girls coming home Saturday morning, and we called it "they're doing the walk of shame." Mm-hmm. As they're walking across the grass, looking out your dorm window, you see the girls coming home that look so much worse than they Trashed. looked the night before trash. Yeah. Cause they had gone and, you know, stayed over at some guys, you know, dorm or place that they weren't you know supposed to be or whatever. And, uh, and then doing the walk of shame, you know, coming back to the dorm room Saturday morning. Yep. And I remember some of them like the, the ones that were, the parents were so strict with them at home, never let them do anything. When they went to college, I'm, I'm telling you, those were the worst ones. They, it was like they they just went hog wild. And we experienced that
1: down in Tampa sometimes too.
0: Yeah, because, because of
1: over over protection, overbearing and, parents. Yeah, and parents who didn't didn't teach their kids in proper ways or help them to mature in ways. And so then, as the dean, um you know, you deal with a lot of stuff that you're thinking, you know. I shouldn't have to be addressing this in a Christian college. And then you realize, well, parents didn't do their job. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Right.
0: It. So you, you've got to You've got to find a way to, and I'm going to say this from the lady's perspective to mother without smothering. Okay. So
1: father without bothering. <laughs> Cause that, that rhymed. I don't, I don't have that, that in my good. notes or anything. Father without and the bother. <laughs> yeah so true
0: you know as as um teenagers are you know that they're getting like you know 16 17 18 years old our job also as a parent is is to help them in transitioning to adulthood so of course you have both sides of the ditch right you 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 have the ones who again like the the they don't let their child do anything, ever be alone, ever go out with anybody, ever you know even with a group of friends or anything like that, you know because they're just so scared about you know everything that they would encounter. And then you have the other side where there's no boundaries, just kind of like free for all, do whatever they want. If you want to do drugs, if you want to bring drugs in the house, you know here I'll smoke weed with you. Um, you want you want to be you know you just you want to delve into you know Satanism and you want to be creative and. Because I don't want to stunt any of that, you know. What I mean, you, you've got the extremes of the things, yeah. and again, this is where the Holy Spirit, if you allow Him to, will help you. you. Get in the Word of God, and He'll help you. But the thing is, is that there is a way to actually, you know, parent even teenagers, and even as they become young adults, you know, you you, you go and you go into the mode of like you're not as they're they're stepping away and ideally let me just say this you parent them so that they can live on their own do not you know some some make their kids like they their whole goal is they want their kids to stay at home with them forever you've not that's not raising successful adults that's not even the goal whatsoever now in this in this day and age we have these you know kids that are like you know 25 30 35 you know still living at home 16. there's no there's no incentive to actually be out on their own they want the parents to still they you know pay everything. for it, cook all the meals pay for everything do all the laundry i mean that is not the way that it's supposed to be no and so but if you will start allowing your teenagers a little bit of freedom and allow them you've got to when they make a mistake cuz um none of us are perfect. I mean, you think back, I mean, I think back to when I was a teenager. And I mean, of course, as teenagers do, you think you're like the most brilliant thing on earth. I mean, you've only been alive 17 years, but somehow you just know everything. And, you know, your parents, you know, um, you know, 50, and they know nothing like, you know, obviously, it's not until you get, you know, a little bit later that you realize, Oh, wow, my parents really actually were, were, were brilliant. I was the dumb one but anyway you've so of course they're going to make mistakes we all made mistakes right so but the thing is is remember then you're there not to just sit there and drive home the mistake and point out everything and dog them for everything oh that was you're just such an idiot why'd you do that um or you know you you think you want to make up for all the mistakes that you did and they got to bear the the weight of that no Instead you're going to to teach them and you're gonna help them and just and you're going to of course you're gonna bring correction in a loving manner or whatever, but you're gonna give them a little bit of a little bit of room so that they in a great, wonderful environment, they learn actually how and and, and then they don't go on and make the same mistakes that you made and then worse. <laughs>
1: Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com, that's riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the last days army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless.